Find other great podcasts like this one at podmoth.network. Welcome to the Ugly Radio on the Podmoth Network, a lo-fi sci-fi audio theater anthology series made for late nights and strong drinks. Join us monthly as we broadcast a pirate signal across time and space, featuring stories, songs, and frequencies from a rotating list of voice actors, writers, storytellers, and musicians. If you're looking for high-quality science fiction, skin-crawling horror, and other genre fiction, listen to The Ugly Radio on the Podmoth Network, now available wherever you get your podcasts. The Ugly Radio. See you in the void. guys i'm Catherine, and i'm Haley, and we are saturdays for the ghouls a pod mouth podcast how are you doing today Haley? i'm doing all right i'm doing all right how are you i'm fine well i'm doing good what what week is it today Haley? it is the first week of may it is yep and what are we going to talk about the first week of May? <laughs> I just completely change everything. Like, you pick a different movie that I haven't seen in like forever or at all. No, but it is the it is the first week of May. Welcome to May, everybody. It is horror movie week. Oh, starting off the month strong, maybe. But yes, it is the month of May, which. If some of y'all know, it is Mother's Day. Happy Happy Mother's uh, Day to all of you moms. Happy Whenever Mother's that is. Day. Yeah. And then it is also Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. A- we represent. So you just so, those two holidays in a blender. Oh, what do you get? So my dilemma with, I really struggled picking a movie this month. I'm not going to lie. Catherine was there. She witnessed the sh- us she witnessed the anxiety like oh it was awful i was like all right let's do a mother's day horror movie but then they all look stupid and cheesy okay Catherine was like well we could do friday the 13th because you know that's the ultimate horror spoiler movie. alert yeah spoiler alert it's jason's mom jason's mom has got it going on so if you're listening to this podcast and you didn't know that yet, who are you? You are in the wrong area. But stay for a while. Maybe you'll learn something. Yeah. They probably just did. Wow. But yeah. So I had a whole ass dilemma about all that stuff. And then Catherine was like, well, it is Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. So we could combine or do like a, a movie that was written or directed by someone of Asian descent. And lo and behold, we found a movie that covers Mother's Day and Asian American Heritage Month. Oma. Oma. Yeah. It's Oma. Fun. Which is <laughs> Korean. 
Alma is Korean for mother. That is why it's called this. Now you oh. are really in knowledge territory here. You now know You're- a different word in a different language. You are going to learn just a little bit, like basic, basic <laughs> Korean culture. Basic, like super not deep dive because we'll be here all day because I will go to the depths <laughs> to find everything for oh. you guys. Well, also, I just always been fascinated with Asian culture in general. So that'll, yeah, that'll also be my problem. I won't know when to stop. But, but yes, so it came out in 2022. It unfortunately does not have good ratings. It's a little less than average, but they have a 4.7 out of 10, 32% by the Tomato Boys. And the Tomato Boys. And then 45% of Google users. I trust the Tomato Boys in my life. You trust the Tomato Boys with your life? Yeah. That's a a strong statement. You know what? I got to trust someone with my life. Don't trust myself. And it's, you chose the tomato boys over me? Wow. How can I trust you with my life when you can't trust yourself with your life either? Because my life means nothing, but your life to me means everything. Okay, you can have my life. (laughs) That's so cute. That was so sweet. You just cry. Oh my God. That's some like psycho monologue. Oh yeah. We also thought of doing psycho. We thought of, okay, I gave a lot of good Mother's Day recommendations. The Others, oh, yeah. Hereditary. Yeah. My other one. Oh, yeah, Psycho. I gave a lot of good ones. Anyway, mm-hmm. I'll give you the description of Amma. And then, Catherine, I want your synopsis, please. Okay. I'll think about it. Let, it. let it simmer a little bit. Let us, yeah. Maybe this uh, description will bring back <laughs> some memories. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, a woman's quiet life on an American farm takes a terrifying turn when the remains of her estranged mother arrive from Korea. That's it? That's it. There's so much more to the story after that. Oh, yeah. That's, mm. a, that's a good It's a good base, I guess. It's a good blurb. Yeah, I would say it's a good blurb. Do you want a Catherine synopsis now? or? I, I will definitely take a Catherine synopsis. Right now. Once upon a time in a very rural farm, this lady is allergic to electricity. Anywho, she has a kid and her and her kid become beekeepers. Cute, right? She she does everything by hand. No electricity. But there's electricity on the farm. Okay. So uncle finds her. Drops off the mother's remains. Sorry, your mom's dead. Drops off the remains. And then, like, spooky shit starts happening. Spooky ookies, right? And then things start moving. Things obviously aren't turning on and off because there's no electricity turned on. And, you know, just starts having night terrors. And she's basically haunted by her mommy. And then her daughter's like, you're not allergic to electricity, bitch. My friend had her cell phone on the whole time. So then she turns on the electricity and she starts being a little fucking brat to her little mom who is obviously traumatized by the remains of her old mother. And then they live happily ever after, after fighting for like, had to have been like 15 minutes of the movie. The end. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's basically what happened. Well, just some, like, background on the movie before I feel like I'm going to tear into this movie a little bit. <laughs> so, this movie was written and directed by Iris Shim, and this was also her directorial debut. Like, claps for Iris. Oh, yes. Claps, claps. It was produced by Sam Raimi. Which, That's for Sam, I guess. Yeah. Well, okay. I love Sam Raimi movies, so I was expecting a lot of scares. Okay, so you said that he produced it. So producing and directing are different. So producing could just be that he helped fund it. Producing doesn't mean I... he necessarily directed the movie. So it could be that he gave pretty much free reign to Iris on her directorial debut and kind of more so funded and approved. I don't know. Right. Well, that's what I think, too. I think he mainly funded it. It is a it is a low-budget movie. Oh, okay. The budget was nowhere to be found. Just that it was low. <laughs> Just that it was a low-budget, because this is a movie that came out during COVID, which you can always tell because it's smaller cast, smaller locations, less locations, whatever. Le- not more than two people in a shot at a time you know okay well how much do you think this movie made five hundred thousand dollars damn it made more than that was it more than a million mm-hmm. 1.3 million add another million 2.3 million yeah damn people didn't even like the movie crazy it did okay in the box office per se yeah. Um, especially if it's a low budget that means that they probably made buko yeah i was like at least they may have made their money back if it's considered a low budget yeah this movie if you can't tell it did get mixed reviews so there was a lot of praise for sandra o's performance and the film's themes but it was criticized a lot for all the cliches the screenplay it was really reliant on jump scares and its lack of tension mm-hmm. so i'd um, say that i'd say I'd, I'd agree yeah i feel like it did rely on a lot of like the scares okay so our casting so we have amanda who's played by sandra O, oh, and she's in Grey's anatomy if y'all didn't know and That's we like have chrissy i know her from <laughs> i know same. And we have Chrissy, who plays Amanda's daughter. She's played by Fivel Stewart. Hopefully that's right. She's on a show called Atypical, I think. Oh, okay. It's, it's what I saw. And her brother is Boo Boo Stewart. You don't know who that is? He's in Twilight. Oh, okay. And then we have Danny. He's played by Dermot Mulroney. And okay. for our Scream fans out there, recent Scream movie, he plays Officer Bailey. But if you like Shameless, he's also, don't remember his name, but he dated Fiona. He was the diner owner or he's the manager. He's the diner guy. That who's always addicted to heroin. <laughs> Not to be a downer. <laughs> and then we have River. She's played by Odea Rush. I don't know what else she's been in. I didn't look it up, but. That's literally all the characters in the movie other than and the Oma mom. and the uncle. That's it. 
and the oh, and the the teens at the shop. Oh yeah, the bully teens that yeah are irrelevant. They're they're in it for like five seconds. So yeah, they're just put in there to let you know that Chrissy gets bullied. Yeah. Did you have oh. the did you have the name of Uma? Okay. Her name is Miwa Alana Lee, and she plays Amanda's mom or Uma. And then Tom Yee is the uncle. But like we said earlier, this was a COVID movie. So when production began, so it was announced in January of 2020 that filming would start in Vancouver. But April 2020, they shut down because of COVID. And then filming restarted officially October 7th in 2020 and they wrapped up January 2021 and they filmed in California only mm. and it premiered in Koreatown in LA on March 15th 2022 it just yeah. premiered there it didn't premiere anywhere else wow and then they released it to the theaters like a few days later to everywhere to everywhere okay cool I honestly don't remember this movie being advertised or anything anywhere. So that's why I was surprised that it was not a limited theatrical release. I did see a thing somewhere that was talking about how the ads for it were definitely rare. Like there was barely any ad money or ads bought out. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing the ad like one time, I think when I was at the theater. And I was like, ooh, that looks good and scary. And then I never went to go see it because I forgot about it. And then it came on and it came on Netflix and I was like, oh yeah. I was wanting to see that movie. And now you have um, and now I have. And unfortunately, I'm glad that I did not spend thirty dollars to see it. It's definitely it it would not be worth a movie like theater prices. Mm -hmm. Sorry. People who worked on that movie. Yeah. I honestly, okay, my whole thing with this movie, I think it had potential for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I think, I think, you know, good old COVID definitely caused problems Mm -hmm. in it. And I feel like they should have just waited. Like got more, got more time, got more funding. I feel like it was maybe rushed because it just, I don't know. I felt like it was a movie I've seen before, just with different cultural undertones. Like, that was probably the best part of the movie, was the cultural undertones. That's what made me like it, because you've never seen a movie like that before. Right. At least in an American style, per se. Right. Like, obviously, if you watch, like, the the Japanese films or Korean films or whatever, it's probably going to have that. But an American released film like this, I did see the demographics for the majority of like male or female or races that went to go see this movie. And Asian was only like 14%. How did they get that information? I don't know. I'm assuming like either based off of names or based off of, I don't know if they did like a survey or what. Yeah, but you can't you can't know that this ticket was sold to a, a white person and this person was this person was Asian. You can't tell that from a ticket. You know? Yeah. 
I, I, really in in my head, it doesn't. In my head, it doesn't make sense that how they got the demographics, because you don't put on your ticket like what race you are, or yeah. you know, like your age. I'm not. I'm not saying that you would know that. I'm just saying, like, logistics wise, that seems like a fucking nightmare to find the demographics like that. Yeah. So the the thing about the movie, I thought that. It, I did agree. I agree. It was kind of felt rushed. And if you're going for being a horror fan, I think that you're going to be disappointed. But if you're going for a like cool story and, a, you know, cool background, then you, and maybe to like learn something maybe a little bit, it's kind of cool. And I really liked how they did it artistically because like, in the end, when she got pulled under the ground and then she climbed out from upside down, it looked like she like was climbing through her trauma in the movie. And like I know that no one's gonna think of it like artistically like that sometimes, but I I could see it in that manner being a cool artistic movie. But if you're looking mm-hmm. for just scares and thrills, you're not gonna be satisfied with this movie probably yeah no but if you're looking for a cool movie just go in just go in for the cool story i would go in with no expectations it's free on netflix and it's less than an hour and a half so there's that Mm -hmm. and like i love the music they had the vibe the vibe was cool and had some decent spooks but also old people are scary sorry old (laughs) people (laughs) not all of you are scary (laughs) No, but dead um, people are scary. That uh, yeah, dead old people, dead old, dead young people too. Usually, anyone who's dead and yeah. still moving, it's kind of scary. So there, there's the mother Amanda, and the daughter Chrissy, and basically Amanda is a single mom with her daughter. She, we don't really know anything about her past. We know she's allergic to electricity, and her and her daughter run like a beekeeping honey collecting company and they live on this farm and in the middle of the fucking nowhere and her uncle amanda's uncle shows up and brings ashes of her now deceased mother and you can tell that she hated her mom and long story short her mother was very abusive and would use electricity to shock her so that's where her allergy came from but it's just her trauma because she can't be around electricity or she'll like you know have anxiety but her uncle like warns her that the longer you leave her in the box like the angrier her spirit will grow and that ties into a lot of korean culture as well because they have a very like strong cultural respect for their elders and when one of their elders dies, so like one of their parents, the oldest son is supposed to basically take on the burden, per se, of giving them their proper burial. And even to the point where it they're considered like, almost like they let their parents die. It was interesting how they put it because it's like the the oldest son couldn't save the parents right so he basically let them die because of that he is forced 
to become this person that just takes care of everything. And it's like a, like, it's a long event. It's like over days that whole burial happens. So she basically doesn't want anything to do. Throws her in the basement and just things start getting worse from there. Like as the days go on, because Alma is getting more and more angry because she's not being taken care of properly. And so long story short, her daughter wants to leave, even though she doesn't want her to, obviously, which is also bringing back memories of how she used to treat her own mother. And Alma is also noticing how Chrissy is treating her mother and ends up possessing the mom at some point in the movie and tries to carry out her own burial, which the name, they have a specific name called it's called a yeset, which is the proper term for the ceremony and the burial and all that. And her Alma basically possesses her own daughter to carry out her own yeset. It doesn't work, but she goes to basically try to kill Chrissy, technically her daughter, granddaughter, or whatever. And Chrissy basically tries to tune into her own mother and is like mom it's me and then she finally like wakes up and realizes and then everyone's like kumbaya yay and then amanda gets basically taken underground to this like other world underworld she sees her alma like in this apparition ghost form sitting in a chair and she's like how could you leave me i've always prayed for you to come back and you never did. And she was like, you only cared about your happiness, not mine. And then Amanda's like, that, I know what you had to go through raising me away from your home. And you didn't speak the language and all this stuff. And then she, they basically, she was like, I will give you your yesa. So she passes on and Chrissy and Amanda have a, a yesa for Alma. And they wear their traditional dressed with the yeah. high-waisted with the, like rat yeah. ribbon yeah and yeah with the ribbon and that's the same clothing that they wear in the traditional yesa in korea and you know how at the end when they bowed like two or yeah. three times yeah they they did it exactly how your how the tradition is in korea so all of that cool. is accurate and then instead of like flowers and whatnot like they have like the picture up and they have food and drink and like all of their luxuries like all their favorite items just like they did in the movie like that's how they traditionally bury their dead and then another thing i wish they would explain it more in the movie because unless you're aware of asian culture you won't know what that nine-tailed fox is about yeah, I mean, I saw it on the the ribbon that was on the suitcase, and then we saw it mm -hmm. in real life when she was, you know. But I, I didn't, right. I don't know what the nine-tailed fox is. So I was trying to see why they had the, like, why they would do the wrap with the nine-tailed fox. I couldn't find anything on that. I don't know if it's supposed to protect, per se, or if it's supposed to allow her to become one i 
I don't know. But basically, the fox, it's also called a, a gummy how. And it's basically, it's a shapeshifter. And it's typically a female. And they seduce men to eat their hearts and livers. And it's not a good thing. It's not a good spirit. It's malicious and it's an evil entity, basically. So I I couldn't find anywhere why they would symbolize that, like, wrap around her ashes. So that's why I was like, I wish that they would have maybe elaborated on that a little bit because... It, I don't know. And the CGI, too, for that Nine-Tailed Fox is awful. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. I, so, yeah. The reason I think that they did the Nine-Tailed Fox on the scarf was because the the granddaughter looked at the scarf and she saw the Nine-Tailed Fox. And the granddaughter doesn't have anything attaching her to her her heritage because Amanda didn't raise her with Korean traditions. And so... What I imagine that the nine-tailed fox was supposed to symbolize was like, this is something to do with your grandma. And maybe because that's the only thing that she has, she had attached to Uma in the suitcase was the nine-tailed fox. That's the only thing I could think of Hmm. because Chrissy wasn't raised with any kind of Korean traditions from Amanda. But yeah, that's, that's all I have on the movie. Wow. There wasn't a lot. There no. was not a lot. I was very enthralled in the Korean traditions that you were talking about. So I was like trying to listen instead of interrupt you. I know that's why I was like, okay, when I said I went down a rabbit hole, I, I also wanted to make sure that I was pronouncing everything right. Because yeah. in the movie, they do they do talk about the Hanbo and then the, the Yesa. So I was like, I, I don't want to mess this up. Right. Well, what is your final ratings? Are we going to go about with ratings or what are we doing now? It's up to you. Yeah, that's, all, that's, that's all I have. So I I would say this this movie is a, a fun little watch for someone who isn't that into scary movies, but they want a little spook, you know, right. but they don't want to so, fully commit to like insidious or something scary. Right. So I am it's bloody. it's a good little like first it's not bloody nothing crazy. So but, what would you rate it as a horror movie first and then rate it as a regular movie, just like a run of the mill movie? Like a three. Okay. And then as a regular movie. We'll do five. Okay. <laughs> I was thinking the same if I was gonna rate it separately as like a horror movie and then just like as a movie itself. I'd say the same. A three and a five? A three. I was gonna I was gonna say two, but I thought I was also gonna say two, and then I was like, I don't wanna be that mean. I know. I was like, that sounds so mean, but it's just simply because it's not that scary. And it's not it's I feel like a one, two, and a three are good for like anyone to watch if they want spooks. You know what I mean? Like literally anyone can watch this movie and it'll be maybe a little scary. But it's not going to be, it's not going to give you nightmares. It's not going to make you like, you know, it's not going to stick with you forever. So I'd say anywhere between a one and a three on a horror scale, that's what I'd I'd rate it. A two, two and a half, maybe. 
But okay. if I rated it as a regular movie, I was thinking four and a half or five. Which also is, I mean, sorry. I hate rating things so low. I mean, you know, we're also just desensitized to everything. Because, <laughs> okay, so also our, my 10 and your 10 would be completely different too. I feel like my 10 would be, I would hit my 10 before you do. I don't know. Sometimes I think that I can look at things more though than you can. But sometimes you're like, when you're watching something that's a little scary or like, that's a little tense, you'd like, sorry, no one could see that because I was obviously in an audio form. But she just like, kind of like squints her eyes so she can see a little bit and like twists her head away so she doesn't have to see the whole thing. So she can still like watch, but not. And she just kind of holds that position and I go, you lurk. You watch the movie. You look, little bitch. <laughs> you, yeah. if you went to go see our videos that we watch movies together on TikTok, you'd see exactly what I'm saying. I say that to her all the time. It's like, you look, you little bitch. Yeah. It's not <laughs> even a necessary, it's not even necessarily during bloody parts. Like the bloody parts don't scare her like that. It's only when it's like, and it's something like, you know, building to a spook. She's just like, I don't want to be jump scared. She's like, turns her head and like just looks out of the corner of her eye like it's it's she's like she's more scared of being jump scared than like just someone's guts pouring out of their stomach onto the ground she's like that's <laughs> yeah. so cool you give her blood she's like oh my gosh that was so cool and you give her like fucking tense music and like spooky like atmosphere and she's like cool i can't exactly that's exactly how i am you are correct. And I'm more so... You just described me so perfectly. And I'm more so... I don't look away, but I get, like, shocked at at blood and guts. <laughs> so, like, I do... So, like, if something bloody happens, I'll go, like, oh, my gosh. Like, obviously, like, it hurt me to watch them get hurt. <laughs> They're fine. Do you have anything to tell the oh spooky babes before we go? Spooky babes, it is the first week of May. Welcome to May. I'm also really excited. I'm sure Catherine's excited too. But this month is the month of Crypticon, which if y'all knew us last year, it's a it's a little horror convention that I used to go to or I do go to every year. And Catherine went with me for the first time last year. And as some of you may know, Catherine abandoned me. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I gave her she plenty did. of warning and asked her to come with me. I did not <laughs> abandon her. Me and Catherine don't live in the same state anymore. And it's been a long time since we physically seen each other. So going from seeing someone every day, like, to, like, not seeing her at all, except for once a week or twice a week on, like, video call, it's sad. But she's coming up here so we can go to Crypticon. So, in just over two weeks, me and Catherine will be reunited for like five days, which is crazy. We'll be stuck in a we'll be stuck in a hotel together. Are you ready? <laughs> no, but we're excited. They got a lot of cool stuff this year, and lots of cool guests. And we'll probably bring all along at some point. We're gonna go yeah. to a drag show where they do spooky things. But like last year, they had ghost face stripper boys. Oh my god. So drag Freddy Krueger. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, they had drag Freddy Krueger, Chucky, Wednesday, Wednesday Adams. They had Ooh. it all, baby. But I'm really excited. You know, I'm so excited for the convention. I'm excited to see Catherine. Yes. It's been so long. I'm so excited too. Oh, but yeah, that's, I hope you guys enjoyed today. And next week is Spooky Week. Next week's Spooky Week, yes. But hope you guys have a good rest of your day. And we love you. And back to you, Catherine. All right. Well, you said it's so many of the things that I love to say. Okay. Well, Spooky Waves, as we wrap it up here, I just wanted to let you know, we care about you. We appreciate you. We are glad that you were here. Just remember, the world's a better place with you in it. And we will see you in your nightmares. <laughs>